All right, Toyota, everybody. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. A workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced technology to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available technology this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales events deals when you visit buy a Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, October 13th, 2014. How's it going? How are you? What's going on? Is everything good with you? Is everything good with you? Well, yeah, you look good. Yeah, I haven't seen you for a while. What else is going on? Oh, yeah? Oh, that's good. Me? Nah, nothing. You know, same old shit. My fucking boss, you know, he's breaking my balls. Well, I'm not going to bore you with it, dude. What do you think about the Pats? Are they for fucking real? It's like, you know, which team are they? Um, I'm actually doing this out in my living room. That's why I have the Echo out here. Um, you know, like the old Capitol Records thing that they used to do, right? Chances are because I wear a silly Um... We got the construction workers downstairs, so if you hear some fucking banging around or whatever, that's just them finishing it up, finishing up the goddamn job. I always wonder what they think when I'm up here fucking singing and screaming and saying cunt. You know, they probably think I'm yelling at my wife or bitching about the job they're doing. You know, maybe if they didn't have real jobs, they'd have time to listen to the podcast like you, like you are right now. How dare you in the middle of a fucking work week in the United States of America, you're just sitting here listening to this shit. You know, aren't we slipping enough or whatever the fuck you are around the world? Do you know this weekend I went out and I did a, I did a show at the Spotlight 29 Casino with uh, Let There Be Talks, uh, Dean Del Rey of the Let There Be Talk podcast and uh, Joe Bartnick, Rose Bowl legend and host of the uh, Puck Off um, podcast and um, are the peas popping? I got to turn this fucking volume down here. Um, anyways, the um, we went out there. We, we had a great time, but we were on our way out there. And um, we were on the highway, and I'm thinking, all right, there's fucking three of us here. We can use the uh, the carpool lane. And recently, I've been getting these tickets for riding, I don't know what, going through tolls and not paying. And I'm like, where the hell was that? And there's pictures of my car and shit, and I'm on the highway. I had no idea what it was. And um, I was riding out with those guys, and they finally explained what it was. <coughs> they said um, that a private group bought up a section of the, of the highway out here in Los Angeles, and um, they own it. And when you use it, you, you got to pay them money. You got to give them toll money and all that type of shit. And uh, that was really scary to me 
because if they were going to do that, why wouldn't the state just do it? Why wouldn't they just say, well, fuck it, we'll just do it and we'll collect that money. God knows we could use it, right? But instead they sold it off to somebody. So what that says to me is this state is so fucking bankrupt, they don't even have time to just, you know, just collect money on roads that they already own. They have to sell off like a giant section of a highway. Who's that group that owns the giant section of the highway? And how the fuck do I get involved in that, that, that business? I'll parachute right out of here. I'll, I'll, never, I'll do like fucking a podcast seven days a goddamn week. I'll never go on the road again. Won't tell any jokes. And you guys can just listen to me slowly slip into madness. Do you realize how fucking that's one of the greatest investments of all time? I own a strip of, like I own five miles of a fucking highway outside one of the most populated cities ever where there's no public transportation for the most part. Everybody's in a car. And every time they go up through that fucking thing, ding, 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 ding. 45 cents, 45 cents, 45 cents, 45 cents. And I'm sitting here on my fucking couch. Just sitting here. A bag of pretzels and a fucking Miller High Life. Right? Just sitting here. 45 cents, 45 cents, 45 cents, 45 cents. It's the greatest fucking thing ever. Oh, and I know what you think. Oh, dude, what about the overhead? What about it? It's already fucking made. When do you have to pave it? Once every four or five years? If that I remember back in the day, the Mass Pike, the whole time I was there, they, they paved that thing one time. I don't know what it is. What, whatever, man. Who gives a f- How much could that fuck? Well, shit, that could cost a lot of money. Wait a minute. I know if you do any sort of driveway, they always come in. Oh, it's going to be about 20 grand. Is it? All right, more like three. Um, that, that could get expensive. I guess that could get expensive. But, dude, I'm telling you, that is the move. If you can somehow get in with the people that are going to start buying up the fucking roads over here. and Oh, Jesus Christ. I would be such an obnoxious ass if I was making money like that. I'd start wearing wife beaters and I'd have a fucking gold piece hanging around my neck that just said 45 cents. <laughs> 45 cents, 45 cents, 45 cents. Right? I'd slowly just go fucking nuts thinking about it. Being like that guy, pick up the papers, pick up the papers. Hey, Bill, what do you want for lunch? Uh, let me get a roast beef sandwich. 45 cents, 45 cents. Yeah, don't, yeah he, he's a little weird. He's a little weird, but don't worry, dude. He's fucking paying for the whole lunch. You know, he, uh, he just kind of repeats himself a little bit. Um, so whoever did that, uh, good on you. And um, whoever um, has been in office out here in California, uh, fuck you, you spineless cunt. All of you, how the fuck do you go bankrupt as a goddamn state? Everybody going to work every day. You want to talk about 45 cents, 45 cents. These motherfuckers are getting money from everybody. You're getting free money. Free money. Taxes, free money. Hey, I'm going to go buy a fucking chapeau. Put it on my big stupid round head. All right, that'll be $8 plus fucking, you know, whatever. 80 cents tax. There you go. You didn't have to do a fucking thing, state government, did you? All you had to do is sit around and wait for me to go out and go buy a fucking hat. Free money. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Coming in. 
big pile of fucking loot and then you blow all of it. How do you go bankrupt as a state? Jesus fucking Christ. Unbelievable. I don't even want to hear your fucking excuses. Well, you know, picture that little stretch of five-mile hotel. I mean, a uh, whole... Uh, of highway. I mean, you got fucking, the highway goes, you know, from San Diego all the way up. I'll go fuck yourself. You know what's in there? Around all those highways? A zillion fucking people. All giving you money. Every time they go out to go buy themselves, you know, some condoms and a pair of socks. You're fucking making money. You got plenty of goddamn money. But this is what happens. All right? The fucking public servants, the people who hold office, they don't make any money. They make no fucking money. I don't know what a senator makes. I know the president makes four hundred grand a fucking year. Okay, so if you're governor of Los Angeles, what are you taking down a year? What a hundred grand? Hundred grand to have everybody in the fucking city say that you're a piece of shit. You're fucking everything up, right? You got to have security so nobody comes up and fucking shanks you every time you go out to go get a club sandwich. And not to mention, it costs millions and millions and millions of dollars to campaign, to get that fucking job, and in the end, all you get is a hundred grand. Those guys, they are set up to be bribed. I, this is, I 100% believe this shit. So basically, you're going for a job that's going to get you a hundred grand, and you need millions and millions of dollars to fucking get the thing. So now you got to get in bed with all these fat cats that can fucking buy up the goddamn highways, and that's what they do, right? Tell you what, I'll finance you for, listen to me. Hey, fucking shut up. I'm going to fucking, what do you need? What do you, how, how much money do you need for this, huh? Eight, seven, nine million. What the fuck do you need? All right? Hey, 20, 40, 60, yeah, you fucking keep it. All right? But, all right, I, you, in return, you got to give me, you got to give me 10 miles of the fucking 10 or the five. Let me get the five, all the fucking hippies driving up to San Francisco. Let me get 10, 10 miles of that. I'm not finished. Let me get 10 miles of that. And uh, let's make uh, let's make it a no-fly zone over uh, Disneyland, whatever the fuck they want, right? And then that's what happens, or whatever. You know what? I'm going to do this job. I'm going to repay. I'm going to be the guy who fucking repaves it. I'm going to donate two million dollars to your fucking campaign so you can get this job that makes a hundred grand a fucking year, and maybe eventually get to the White House so you get that Marilyn Monroe side pussy. And then you get to go on the fucking golden parachute million dollar a speech fucking gig after you retire. And in the meantime, um, I want the contract to do this job for the state. And I'm going to charge you fucking nine million dollars for a hammer as the old fucking urban legend goes. And that's how you go fucking bankrupt. There you go. Look at that dummy like me. That's my theory. Um, anyways, this is the Monday morning podcast. As I mentioned, um, that was a good 10 minutes of horseshit. Horse spelt W. Is it horse shit like you fucking whoa? Or is it horse shit? And you just say them so fast it's whore. You know what? I'm going to Google that right now. Let me see. I'm going to look up horse shit. H O R E S H I T. You know, if you curse as much as I do, you should really find dictionary. Horse shit. It is a word. Shit whore. Shit bitch whore, fish, whore face. Look at this. She used to whore shit. Not embarrassed at all. She's used to horse shit. Or is it horse shit? I think we can all agree it's definitely bullshit, right? Wait a minute. Girls on IRC. This is Urban Dictionary. Girls on IRC, which I don't know what that is, who are desperate for attention and will latch onto any scum they find. 
also gets naked on cam for attention and sends out pics of themselves committing ODD acts to their anus. Jesus Christ. You know what's funny about the fucking Urban Dictionary? Just like the Webster in the dictionary, you got to look up like another five fucking words. ODD. I remember ODB. That was old dirty bastard. Old dirty dick. What? Um, sends out pics themselves committing to ODD acts. I feel like the white cop on Sanford and Son right now. What's going off? Um, also, ODD. What the fuck would that be? Other dudes' dicks? Out pictures of themselves committing other dudes' dicks acts to that. Doesn't make sense. Ah, Jesus Christ. Now I got to look this up. See what happens? This is how you lose a whole fucking day. This is why nothing is getting done in this country, because you fucking go to the Urban Dictionary as a white guy like me. Oppositional Defiant Disorder. Now, what the... F oh, Jesus Christ. You know what? I don't even give a fuck anymore. Oh, my God. He has ODD. Force him... Force drug him. It can't have anything to do with ridiculous excessive punishment and restrictions. Operational Defiant Disorder. Surprisingly, it's real. A fake ass dis disorder pulled out of their asses of a small collective of psychiatrists working for pharmaceutical companies in order to maximize revenue. Of course, there's no... Uh, you know what's funny? I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. All right, I'll chalk that up to be white as fuck. Um, anyways, plowing ahead here. Um, do you guys... Did you guys watch any of the football this week? Of course you did. Of course you did. You had nothing better to do, just like me. You like how I'm doing that? I'm dragging you into my own fucking world. Um, I actually didn't watch too much of it. I was running around like a maniac. Um, I did watch my Patriots. Um, don't let the final score fool you. It was a lot closer than you thought it was. I mean, we were only up by eight with four minutes to go. Against the Buffalo Bills. This is why I can't I can't buy into the Patriots team yet. People are like, oh yeah, they beat the Bengals. You know? We had a close game against the Raiders. The Raiders, right? They've stunk. I don't they've, they've stunk. I don't know. They've stunk since they were they were in LA. Who's kidding who? No, that's not true. They had the uh the snow cone game where they lost to us because of an obscure rule. I love how Raider fans think that that game was bullshit. It wasn't bullshit. The rule was bullshit. But the call was not bullshit. It was right on the money. What was bullshit was the roughing the passer call against Sugar Bear Hamilton that got the Raiders into Super Bowl XI. All right? So quit your crying. Go put on your makeup and your stupid fucking costume and go sit in the end zone and think that you're intimidating somebody. Oh, you might intimidate me. I'm in the stands. No one gives a shit about me, but you're not going to intimidate a professional football player with your goddamn outfit. When I look into when I when I bite into a York peppermint patty, when I look into the fucking end zone of the goddamn Raiders, right, and I see the sadness that 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 fan base has become, I'll never get over because I, I fucking love the Raiders. I, that is one of the most. That is arguably the best logo. In all the national football, the, everybody, who the fuck hasn't tried to rip off 
putting some sort of black into their uniform to try to be more intimidating, or at least the amount of people who have, right? Atlanta Falcons, the old Houston Oilers. Didn't they do that? Or Jerry Glanville just went out and got a black jacket. That fucking idiot. He shouldn't have been a head coach. He should have been on, like, Falcon Crest um, or the Dukes of Hazards or something like that. Who else? Everybody for a while. I can't remember. Everybody would always switch their uniforms to black because they want to be more fucking intimidating when they're 80s. We're smart enough from day one, right? The silver and black, and they had a fucking pirate on the side of their helmet. They've never had to change it. Look at look at every fucking team out there had to change it. Had to eventually was like, all right, you know, what the fuck were we thinking in 1960 or 19 whatever? Everybody has fucked with their goddamn logo except for the Raiders. They never had to. They got it right, right out of the gate. Like that fat fuck they pull out of the stands to try to hit a half-court fucking shot, right? So he can go out and go win a fucking Dodge Opal or whatever the fuck they're giving away. Oh, my God, I can't even afford the insurance. Right? Some meaty, fat, tit fucking moron goes out there. Nothing but net. That's what they did back in 1960. And sure, there's other teams that couldn't admit that they fucked up, like the Dolphins. When you really think about the Dolphins, that is probably the worst fucking name, considering the Sharks was still on, that was still available. They could have been the Sharks. They could have had some badass fucking logo. I mean, if you're going to go with some sort of porpoise-type-looking fish, right? What do they do? They, they pick the Dolphins. Why don't you just call yourselves the Pussies? Right? That logo should have had a fucking beach ball right on the end of its goddamn nose. So anyways, they but they stick with this thing for so goddamn long. They win two Super Bowls. They go undefeated back when you played like fucking 12 games and nobody gave a shit. There was no pressure whatsoever. Right? They went to another two Super Bowls, I think, yeah, in the 80s. One with Don Strzok and one with uh, Dan Marino. And after a while, you just, kind of for, you just kind of forgot that they were the Dolphins and they had that silly-ass logo. And it, it never dawned on me again how stupid that fucking name and logo was until they changed it. They changed it, what, last year? I think they changed it last year. I think I already made fun of the logo. But whenever I look at that logo, that logo to me looks like it's the logo of a corporation that just had a massive fucking oil spill in the Gulf and now they're trying to pretend like they give a shit about the environment, so they switch up their logo, you know? Kind of like BP did. They put like that fucking, looks like corn and grass is the color of their logo. Like, oh, wow, they care about us. They care about the trees. Um, they don't. Um, all right, how far into this fucking podcast are we at this point? 18 minutes, another fucking nine minutes of bullshit. There we go. Well, it's time for a little bit of advertising, all right? Here we go, everybody. Me undies. Me undies. Me undies. Cupping my fucking balls. Ba doop, boop, boop. Me undies. Me undies. My dick and balls, that's all. Not riding up my fucking crack. All right. It's unbelievable how putting on a great pair of underwear changes your entire outlook for the day. That is not a joke. Feeling that velvety, smooth material <laughs> up against your privates. You know that feeling of putting on that ratty, old, saggy underwear? Oh, my God, dude, we got it. 
I want you to know the feeling of wearing great fitting, great looking underwear like Jim fucking Palmer. You need to know more about MeUndies.com. MeUndies has the most comfortable underwear you have ever tried on. They fit perfectly. They don't ride up on you. Of course they fit perfectly. There's not that much material. It's not like you're making pants. What do you got to measure the inseam of somebody's fucking taint? Um, actually, I've heard these are great. By the way, um, they fit perfectly. They don't ride up on you, and they literally pull moisture away from your scrubs, from your skin, so you're cool all day long. That doesn't make any sense. You, you sweat to cool yourself off. Now you're pull, pulling the moisture away. Why don't you just come out and say it, MeUndies? You're not going to have sweaty balls as long as you wear our stuff. MeUndies, MeUndies, no more sweaty balls. But here's the thing. They also make you look great. What does that mean? Do they frame your package like a strike that hits the fucking corner? Um, go to MeUndies.com and check out pictures of all different styles of underwear. And for girls, check out those hot-looking boy shorts. Men and women, high-quality materials for your high-quality ma materials. Oh, I get it. Uh, if you know what I mean. Sorry, I totally blew that. High-quality materials for your high-quality materials, if you know what I mean. The price, glad you asked, a fraction of what typically high-end designers charge. Who the hell buys designer underwear? It's like having designer fucking piping in your walls. Oh, my God. Is that your initials on the pipes I can't see? Here, I'll help you out. Go to MeUndies.com slash Burr, B-U-R-R. Get 20% off your first order. 20% off your order when you go to MeUndies.com slash Burr. And right now, you'll even get shipping. you get free shipping in the United States and Canada. So basically, if you live in North America, north of Mexico, in Central America. Oh, she's a hammering down there. North of all Central America, for some reason, you know, Central America, they're not focusing on. You'd think that that's where the most sweaty balls are going to be at, right? Isn't this a sketch on fucking SNL, my sweaty balls? Um, basically, the United States and Canada. The highest concentration of white people with sweaty balls are in the North American area. And for years, we have walked around with a devastating condition of hot balls well thank god since MeUndies came on the list came on the scene all right you get it people all right DraftKings, everyone List listeners are winning huge cash prize every week let me start over again DraftKings. oh jesus what in god's name could they be doing down there i think they're putting in the fucking floors all right DraftKings, everyone listening listeners are winning huge cash prizes every week at draftkings.com america's favorite one-week fantasy football site one-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. Play whenever you want. Got an injured player? Not a problem at DraftKings, where it's like a new season every week. So you're never stuck with the same players. Pick your team in minutes, and you could be on your way to winning instant cash. Last year, one player turned 11 bucks into four grand, and another won 100 grand for his first time ever playing. And another player won a million bucks in one day, just playing fantasy football. Hurry and get a free and get free entry into the one hundred thousand dollar fantasy football contest this weekend, where first place takes home ten thousand dollars. Call to action. 
This one's supposed to get really intense. Head over to DraftKings.com now and enter the promo code DEFENSE to play for free. DraftKings.com. Bigger events, bigger winnings, bigger millionaires. Enter DEFENSE for every entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That, once again, is DraftKings.com. Because of that man right there, Arethanol James Simpson. Um, all right, there you go. I think that's fucking hilarious. There's a couple of things that are really... When you watch like an NFL football game, did you have you like watched the advertising? Like how much of a fucking like psycho loser they think you are? First of all, they're running that fucking that ad every 10 minutes. Don't hit women. No more. No more. She slipped on the coffee cake. No more. I I was stretching and accidentally pushed her down the stairs. No more. No more. Uh, we were playing football, and she tried to block a kick. She tried to block the uh, the punt. Dude, she was roughing me. She's not supposed to run into the kick. It ain't fault of my fault. My fucking sneaker hit her face, you know. Um, so they got that going. So basically, white. They think we're wife beaters. All right. Every five seconds, you got some sort of you know your dick doesn't get hard, and you're going bald. You're a balding, limp dick wife beater, right? And then they run the, the fucking DraftKings. You're a degenerate gambler. You're a degenerate gambling, bald, limp dick fucking wife beater. Nothing positive. That fucking no more commercial fucking annoys me because I feel like they're yelling at me and I don't hit women. So why don't you fucking tone it down a little bit? Okay. I actually tweeted this out. You know, when you watch a WNBA game, do they start yelling at all the broads watching that shit? You know, no more marrying a guy just because he's got money. But you don't love him. No more I'm used to a certain lifestyle. Do they do that shit? Of course they don't. If you consider, I don't know, something fucking wrong with it. That whole no more campaign. And everybody's dressed all in black, you know, they think on the cover of the fucking Beatles album. You know, my favorite part of all of it, can somebody please explain to me how they didn't do a like didn't do any sort of background check on Ice-T and he got in that fucking commercial? According to his albums, wasn't he a pimp at some point? I don't know. I don't know much about the pimpet game, but as far as I know, you know, if you started off as a pimp, you probably made your first million smacking bitches every couple of seconds. Huh? Bitch, where's my money? Oh, I love Ice-T. Every time you fucking see that guy, he's always talking about the street. You know? Yo, I could make I could make five grand in 20 minutes. Every fucking time. And I don't give a fuck what you bring up. Ice-T is going to bring up the street and how much money he could make how quickly. Hey, Ice-T, isn't it a beautiful day out here? I'll tell you what's beautiful. When I was out on the street, I could make five grand in 20 minutes. Yeah, I was just kind of talking about the weather. <laughs> Every fucking one of those VH1 things from 10 years ago, all those behind the musics, anything, blah, blah, blah. I don't give a fuck what they were talking about. Ice-T eventually came on and told you that he could make five grand in 20 minutes when I was out on the street. The pimping game. See, the pimping game. Oh, shut up about the fucking pimping game. 
You know, that the whole thing is romanticized. See, when you get some runaway to go out and sell her pussy for money, there's an art to it. Is it, you fucking creep? You know what's funny? I don't even know. Was he a, was he a pimp? All those albums fucking ran together. They all came out. They were so fucking overwhelming when I first heard them. You know, I'm sitting here, a little white boy living in the cul-de-sac, and all of a sudden, Easy e and all these guys came out. I, I couldn't keep up with who was getting shot, who was getting smacked. So I might be wrong on that one, but am I the only one who was like, wait a minute. That's that guy who can make five grand in 20 minutes, smacking bitches out there and selling crack, right? No more. Ah, Jesus, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyways, let's get down to the, whoop, 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 the football this week. So I watched the Patriots. Obviously, it was a big victory on the AFC East, the weak, limp-dicked fucking AFC East. Jesus Christ, man, what has happened to the fucking Jets? Benny and the Jets, they're fucking falling off the face of the earth. Now, what a lot of people would think, that the Patriots are going to have an easy victory. Come this Thursday, a Thursday night football. And I'm here to tell you that probably won't happen. I'm actually not buying it because uh, oh, Jets always play as tough. All right. I'm going to sell you a bad game. The Patriots versus the Jets Thursday night football. All right. You know, I'll tell you the Jets, they, uh, they got their backs up against the wall. You know, I, I wouldn't count out this Rex Ryan team. They're still bought into his system. I know they've lost nine games in a fucking row. Um, they're actually in a uh, – it was actually a rough uh, – a rough week uh, for um, New York football, huh? Giants got the shit kicked out of I mean, The Eagles really that fucking good? I mean, I, just, I don't know. I just kept thinking, you know, all right, the Giants are going to make some sort of halftime adjustment at some point, right? It was brutal, though, huh? Cruz got fucking that brutal injury. Oh, look at this shit here. I'm on the New York Post. Hard to believe radio hosts' excuse for mocking Cruz injury. A Philadelphia radio host added insult to injury Sunday night, mocking giant star receivers Victor Cruz after he injured his right knee in the second half loss. How is it hard to believe that anybody in Philly does anything other than, I guess if they act like human beings, then it's actually hard to believe. Uh, Cruz, who had just dropped a fourth down pass in the end zone, tore his patellar tendon ow, on the play and immediately grabbed his knee. Mike Missinelli, hey, Mike fucking Missinelli, a radio host for 97.5 The Fanatic, made fun of Cruz's salsa dancing as he writhed in pain. I got to admit, that's kind of funny. Hey, Giant fans, Rick's, Victor Cruz is over. Dance to that. Oh, God. Okay, wait a minute. I thought he was going to be like, ba, 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 ba. ow, I thought he was going to do something like that. That, that would have made me laugh. As Cruz was carted off in tears, the fans in attendance at Lincoln Financial Field gave him a sincere round of applause. Oh, look at that. See, look at me. I'm saying all Eagle fans are bad. I guess they're not. And Mr. Nelly soon backtracked, deleting the tweet and replacing it with multiple apologies. (laughs) Ah, somebody was home drunk watching the game. Hey, giant fans, Cruz is done. Dance to that tweet. Just sitting there laughing. That's a good one. That'll get me some more listeners. And all of a sudden, all the hate starts coming in. He starts sweating all over the place except down on his balls because he's wearing MeUndies. MeUndies, no more sweaty balls. Um, 
This is what he wrote. He said, I apologize for the Cruz tweet. I didn't see that he got hurt on the play, was outside the stadium, and saw he dropped it walking to my car. You lying sack of shit. He goes, I just saw on big screen outside stadium that he dropped the pass. Didn't see that he got hurt on my on the play. My bad. I would never have tweeted that had I known he got injured. Please know that. Now what? You're full of shit. Victor Cruz is over right there. That means you know he got hurt. Ah, oh, Jesus. You know what? This guy doesn't need me undies. Be undies. No more sweaty balls because he doesn't have any balls. Just say, listen, I was at the game. I got fucking hammered. And I made a joke that a lot of people made. I was actually in a cigar bar last night watching the game and somebody made that joke. Um, and people laughed and was more like, oh, you know, but you know, what the fuck? You're going to sit there. Wop, bop, 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 boo. Every time you score a touchdown, the joke's just laying there waiting for somebody to say it. Um, <clears throat> you combine that with some alcohol and you combine that he's in Philly. So he's got to be at least three quarters of a fucking animal, animal <laughs> My voice is cracking. Um, <clears throat> I actually had a great time. I went to this awesome cigar bar last night, and I watched the uh, Giants-Eagles game. Even though the game was just fucking, it was just was so one-sided. It was just a wire-to-wire ass-kicking. Um, and we actually was sitting there, and um, Jesus Christ, they're hammering right underneath me. This is what it's been, people, for the last fucking six months. I know what you're thinking. Six months, Jesus, Bill, what are they, rebuilding the hoe downstairs? Yes. Yes, they are. And now they're going to put in the hardwood floors, and then they found out the floor wasn't level. And the guy fucking goes, hey, Bill, uh, was this downstairs area ever outside? Yeah, it was. Let me guess. Let me guess. It used to be some sort of half-assed porch, so they had it raked, you know, at a nice fucking whatever, 15-degree angle, so the rain water would roll off it. Now it's inside. Whatever. When you're downstairs in my house, you just feel like you're on a boat that's making a left turn or a right turn, depending on which way you walk. And I don't give a fuck. No, it's not that bad. I never even noticed, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, he went down there with a level and that little ball just kind of rolled a little bit to the side. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. You know, I give a fuck, but I just I don't have any more money. I don't have any more money to throw at that. Okay, I'm cutting you off. All right, son, it's over. You got to get out in the world and get a fucking job. Um. So anyways, I uh, went out there with a couple of buddies, smoked a couple of cigars, and uh, was watching the game. It just was just a wire-to-wire fucking beatdown, and um, I don't know. I was disappointed in the game. I was impressed, obviously, with Philly. I know the Giants started off rough. They've been playing better. Uh, but still, I didn't think it was going to go like that. And I've actually – I've always loved the NFC East. It's always just been uh, – it's always been great football, always great rivalries and that type of thing. It sucked that the, the, the Redskins have not been a factor for so long because those Cowboy-Redskins games um, were always great when I was growing up. Um, but I guess there's always one team that's going to suck in your division. Somebody's got to come in last. It's just been them for a while um, <clears throat> for whatever reason. Um, all right, is that all I had to say in football? I, I honestly didn't watch a lot. Um, I would have to think that they're fucking calling for Rex Ryan's head at this point. Or are they still sticking with him? Are they still sticking with the guy? I'm actually going to be upset if he gets fired because I love watching him lose. 
you know? And if they fire him, I, I don't get to do that anymore. All right, here we go. New, and uh, What do we got here? Spit it out, Bill. New York Post Sports. All right. Kevin Durant hurt his foot. The Yankees' A-Rod mysteries are much deeper than you think. Ah, oh, A-Rod, my favorite Yankee of all time. The $200 million albatross. Um, let's see. Gronk Swagger returning to the Patriots. Uh, I guess he made a quote they should get laid. What the fuck? Um, Jets, pick six, ending a gambling miracle for Broncos backers. Yeah, I don't see them getting saying get rid of Rex Ryan yet. Well, it's very surprising for the New York Post. They usually got the sky is falling after two fucking days. Um, all right, I got to look at this story here. Sorry, guys. I'm just, you just listening to me read the newspaper this week. Gronk swagger to the Patriots. They should get laid. Rob Gronkowski is, oh, is always looking out for his teammates. Following New England's decisive 37-22 win. I love how it was decisive. We were up by eight with four minutes to go. Somebody didn't watch the game. He just looked at the final score. Um, 37-22 win over the Bills on Sunday. The Patriots tight end wanted to give credit to the often overlooked offensive line. He goes, they're, they're the ones who should, oh, they're the ones who should get laid tonight, Gronkowski said. Ah, that's, that's very nice of him. See, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad at all. Um, all right, enough with the friggin' football. How about the baseball? How about the baseball? Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-boo. You guys been watching that shit? I've been watching the, uh, the Royals. I haven't watched the Giants. Cardinals. I saw the Cardinals had a walk-off last night, which is awesome. Um, but hang on a second. Where the fuck did that story go? God damn it. The New York Post actually had a fucking great story about some nurse. Because I don't want to have this all be sports. And listen to you guys fucking whining at me. Um, how much you do you do for the people who don't like sports? All right, nurse, here's one for you. For people who aren't into sports, nurse accused of killing 38 patients she found annoying. Cops arrested a nurse in northeast Italy. Hey, how you doing? In connection with deaths of as many as 38 patients who she say she's, whom she may have killed because she found them or their relatives annoying. Wow. Daniela Poggiali, a 42-year-old resident from the town of Lugo, was taken into custody over the weekend and booked for allegedly slaying a, a, the alleged slaying of a 78-year-old patient, Rosa Calderoni, who died from an injection of potassium. Calderoni had been admitted to the hospital with a routine illness before she died unexpectedly. Tests show she died with a high amount of potassium, which can provoke cardiac arrest in her bloodstream, according to Central European News. Her death triggered an investigation which found that 38 others had died mysteriously while Poggiali was on duty, the news agency reported. One of Poggiali's fellow nurses described her as a cold person but always eager to work. Wow. Another one of Pogali's colleagues said that the accused nurse was once reported for giving powerful laxative to patients at the end of her shift to make work tougher for the, the nurses working after her. Filed under crime, comma, Italy. Jesus Christ. 
Now, there's a person who never got hugged as a child, huh? What a fucking... Oh, I mean, I shouldn't say that, man. You know, because she hasn't been convicted of anything. Why did? Why do they do that? Why do they protect the alleged victim but not the alleged accused? I saw something last night that was saying that this, this person out here attacked a 68-year-old woman with like a broomstick or something outside of a fucking ATM. And... So then they show this guy's face, right? And they just, just random fucking name. They're like, yeah, they show the guy's face on TV, his mugshot, and they go, uh, and that is when Scott Walker allegedly took a broomstick and smashed a 68-year-old woman over the head with it at an ATM. It's like, allegedly. You don't even know if you got the right fucking guy. This guy's face is all over the fucking news. Why did why did we have to see somebody's face before they're convicted? I don't understand that. Like you know, how do you fucking make a comeback from that? Hey, aren't you the guy who alleged who got acu- accused? Fucking, <laughs> I, what is the word? Accused assaulter of a sixty-eight-year-old woman? Like how do you get a fucking job after that? Um. Anyways, with the amount of times that they get the wrong person, don't you think that they should maybe hold off on showing the photo? Anybody, Bueller, anybody, anybody at all. Does anybody give a shit on any level whatsoever? Where the hell's the recorder? Don't even tell me. Don't even tell me I knocked it off. Ah, fuck. Okay, good. I thought for half a second I shut it off. I'm actually late today because old Billy Boy's got a day job. Old Billy Boy's got a day job writing a fucking show that I can't wait for you guys to see, but I'm not allowed to talk about it. Until they announce it. Once they announce it, I'll give you a little bit of hype on it. I think you're going to enjoy it. That's all I can fucking say. Um, Hey, I want to thank everybody who came out to the uh, Spotlight 29 Casino to see uh, Dean Del Rey, Joe Bartnick, and myself. We had a uh, a wonderful time out there. Um, I got to do more stand-up, though, man. I really miss doing it. I've been writing this fucking show and kind of burning it at both ends. So uh, I got to figure that out. But I'm, I'm basically straight out writing this thing until uh, Thanksgiving. And then my schedule eases up a little bit more. I do have coming up. I got some great gigs coming up. I'm doing the 20th anniversary of Comics Come Home. The great thing that uh, the great benefit foundation, whatever the hell you call it, that Dennis Leary and Cam Neely um, started 20 years ago for the Cam Neely um, house, which basically when um, – Unfortunately, I think Cam lost both of his parents. I know at least one of his parents, he lost to cancer. And, uh, you know, they were in, like, the hospital and that type of thing. So they've made up the Cam Neely house. And so it's just a place, like, during treatment where people can, rather than sitting in a hospital, can actually feel at home. It's a great thing. And it's 20 years. I can't believe that because I did either Comics Come Home 2 or 3 way back in 1996. So I don't know. It's... If they were 94, 95, 96, that was number three. If this is the 20th one, is this the 20th, 20 years or the 20th one? You know what I mean? Like he played 19 years, 20 seasons. Like I can't figure it out, but whatever. This is either the 20th or the 20th year that they've been doing it. And um, I'm going to be up there and it's going to be an absolute murderer's row of uh, stand-up comedians on that thing. And uh one of them who I can't wait to see is going to be Stephen Wright, who is 
arguably one of the best comedians I've ever seen. I mean, he is. There's no argument there. He just is. I can't wait to see him. And uh, it's going to be awesome. So I got that going on. And then the next day, um, I'm going to be at Giggles Comedy Club in Saugus. Saugus on like November 9th doing a benefit up there. And then the following week, I'm out in Florida. And on what is that? I don't know what the fucking date is. Why don't I? Why don't I look here? Hamana, hamana, hamana. Um, in November, I'm basically I'm going out for Thursday night football when the uh, the Dolphins play the Bills, and uh, I'm going to the Thursday night game. And then the next night, I am in. Uh, can you tell I'm trying to open windows? That's why I'm fucking talking slower. I'm in. Uh, the, I'm at the West Palm Beach Improv in West Palm Beach, Florida, and uh, doing a couple shows there. Uh, me, Paul Verzi, and, uh, and then the next day I'm going to the Miami Hurricane Florida Seminole game. Unfortunately, it's where the Miami Hurricanes play, so I don't have to listen too much of that. Fortunately, I won't have to do that. The amount of people who do that and actually think that that's, you know, like Native Americans actually used to do that. Like that's actually one of their songs rather than it was just some horse shit that Hollywood made up that and going, Ooh, all that bullshit. <laughs> you know, what's so fucking crazy is how that stuck around for this goddamn long. The people came up with that shit. Do you understand that they came up with that shit when people didn't even know how to act yet? At least on film or whatever like that. That was like 30 years before why I oughta. Let me tell you something, see? All of that stupid fucking horrible acting before Marlon Brando came around and changed the game. Um, what's up, Cleo? What are you doing? Come here, buddy. Come here. How you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Hmm? You taking a nap? Yeah, that was rough, wasn't it? Going to the side of the house? Relieving yourself and then eating a whole fucking can of dog food. You must be exhausted. I can really see why you have to go there and take another nap. Huh? What do you do all day? Nothing. Why are you always sleeping? I want an answer. Nothing. Microphone right in her muzzle. I get nothing. All right, get out of here. All right? Okay. Go on. Fucking love that dog. Fucking love that dog, man. Um, I will never not have a dog. You know, in fact, you know, this one here, if we got another dog, would probably try to kill it unless it was a baby boy from what I heard. So I, I don't need that drama in my house. My dog's a psycho because somebody beat the shit out of it before I got it. Um, so I'm going to keep this dog, you know, and uh, hopefully, God willing, how old is she? Five, six years. I don't want to think about this. However long she lasts. And uh, but then the next round, I'm getting two. I'm gonna need a blue nose and a red nose. Uh, pity. Couple of puppies. And uh, that's it. I'm always gonna have fucking dogs. They just make your life better. They really do. So, anyways, hey, listen to this. Oh, Billy fucking booze bag is uh, is seven days sober. Eight days. I haven't drank in eight days. It's fucking great. Now I'm ready to go on a fucking run. That's all it takes. Those of you guys trying to knock off the booze, unless you're like a serious fucking alcoholic, which fortunately I don't suffer from that. Um, it takes like 
five days for me is the tipping point. If I'm like three, four days in, I'm like, yeah, this doesn't seem like a streak. You know, like, ah, you know what I mean? I'm not playing tonight, you know? I'm going to sit back and fucking drink a beer, you know? But then once you get, you know, five, six days in, hey, I got a nice little run going here. Little Cal Ripken Jr., Jr., Jr. going on here, right? Want to see how long I can go? Blah, 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 blah. And um, I, went to the, uh, I went to the store and I got a bunch of, of those little fucking plastic tins of a bunch of veggie shit. And I just shoved that down my pie hole. And now I got my body craving that again. I swear to God, man. I swear to God. Um, the amount of people who are fucking addicted to sugar and salt um, has to be off the charts. But I might be doing that thing where um, I'm taking my life and, it, and superimposing it on everybody else's. You know what I mean? Like, well, if I suffer from this, then you must suffer from it. But I'm telling you, all I have to do is wake up in the morning, ba do ba da boop and I eat just oatmeal with a fucking banana in it. That fills me up. And then if I go and I get a salad with a fucking protein for lunch, it's over. Then that's all it takes to kind of break that sugar salt, sugar salt, sugar salt, fucking horseshit going back and forth. Pizza, cookies, ice cream, fucking burger, fries. Then you feel it. You feel yourself going off the rails all fucking hyped up on the salt. I got to get some sugar. I got to fucking level. Yeah, you do a line of fucking sugar that levels you out. Then you wake up the next day and both of them are still fighting inside your body and you wake up. What do you get? Huh? Do you get oatmeal? No, you grab the Fruit Loops. You grab the Fruit Loops. Then you're walking out the door all hopped up on sugar. You take a handful of, you fucking literally empty out all the pretzels and just drink the salt at the bottom of the bag just so you can get to fucking work. You know, and then you just keep chasing it. So um, I actually talked to uh, somebody on Twitter, actually sent me a uh, little tweet saying that they, Started uh, eating like the salads and everything, and, and they started craving that stuff, and they dropped like 20 pounds. You know, obviously, I'm no nutritional or fitness fucking guru, but I can't tell you if you just start eating that way. It's impossible. Who likes going to the fucking gym? Nobody. What would you rather do? Would you rather spend 45 fucking minutes on a treadmill or just sit down and over the course of five minutes just eat a salad? You know, with some fucking you know, chicken breast on there or some salmon. You know, or maybe you just go like a total veggie one with some beans in there. It's fucking over. Wouldn't you rather do that than eating the shit you want to eat and then jumping on a treadmill, wearing out your hips, your knees, and your feet, fucking trying to run. I'm going to run one mile. I'm going to walk the next mile. Just eat a fucking salad. Put your feet up. Eat a salad. Last night when I watched the game, I actually was sitting in a cigar bar, so I'm killing myself that way. But as far as food goes, <laughs> I actually, um, what did I get? I ordered this beets and goat cheese salad, which back in the day, I would be like, you fucking pussy, right? I threw that thing down my throat, filled me up. I wasn't hungry, and I woke up today, and, uh, you know, my alabaster stomach wasn't sticking out as far as I thought it was going to be. It made me happy. I woke up this morning happy seeing that. And what did I do? Did I have to lift a bunch of weights? Did I have to run up and down the fucking street? Did I have to do a bunch of burpees standing in the sand next to some fucking tanned up chick who's never going to fuck me? No, I didn't. I just sat in a fucking lazy boy and fueled my body with the goddamn salad. Can't recommend it enough. Having said all that, I don't know shit about nutrition. But I do know if you get a fucking... 
beet and goat cheese salad with a little caramelized fucking <laughs> pecans in there. It's absolutely delicious. I highly recommend it. I don't want you guys walking around fucking being fat fucks. Who wants to be a fat fuck? You there in the back. You want to be a fat fuck? Well, good for you. All right, let's get, uh, let's get to the uh, other advertisement. Then I'm going to read some of these uh, letters for the week. All right, stamps.com, everybody. You know that feeling you get when you can't get things done with just the click of, of your mouse? Uh, oh, no, I read that turn around. You know that feeling you get when you can get things done with just the click of your mouse? It can't get more convenient than that. See that? I swear to God, I, my eyes are like 20 feet ahead of my mouth. So I went by the first can, and then I read the can. All right. Let me just put it in my own words. You know that feeling you get when you got your feet up and you want you got a bunch of stuff to do, but you don't even have to get off your ass? You just click a mouse. Wouldn't that be great? Well, with stamps.com, that could be yours. And now you can even get your mailing and shipping done without ever leaving your desk, thanks to Stamps.com. Yet another reason to eat a salad. You don't have to get up to go to the post office anymore. Stamps.com turns your PC or Mac into your own personal post office that never closes, that never has an attitude, that's never out of stamps. Talk about convenient. Buy and this is this, this is my fucking contractor. I swear to God, this motherfucker. Hang on a second. All right, false alarm. Wasn't the contractor. And he's not a fucking contractor. He's just a guy who comes up to me and I owe a bunch more money. Hey, did you notice that the roof isn't attached to the top of the house? All right, let's get back to it here. Uh, then, okay, you buy, you can buy, buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package using your computer and printer. Then just hand your mail to the mailman or drop it in the mailbox. And you'll never have to go to the post office again. I use stamps.com to send out all of my posters. T-shirts, whatever crap I'm selling at the end of the uh, the end of my stupid show. Right now, use my last name, Burr, B-U-R-R, for this special offer, no-risk trial, plus a $110 bonus offer that includes a digital scale, calculates exact postage for letters and packages, and up to $55 free postage. Don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Burr, B-U-R-R. That's Stamps.com. Enter Burr. All right, let's get to the questions for this week. All right, Japan. Uh, dear Billy, I, I'm wondering when you're going to come to Japan and if there's a reason you have not, you have spoken about the food many times as being your favorite along with Italian. The countryside is beautiful. So you could, you could get in a good hike. Uh, love you and love Nia. Well, you know what, sir? You tell me where I can go perform over there. Are there enough English speaking Japanese that are going to understand my humor, because I would love to go to Tokyo. I would, I would love to go to Japan. You know what? I'm going to fucking make this happen. That's it. I'm going. You tell me where to go. You write me back. You tell me where to go. I know that there's obviously, uh, we still have bases over there from that whole World War II thing. Sorry about that, by the way. You know, I know we went a little hardcore with the second one. Um, so it's about time I come over there with a little fucking olive branch. And do my stupid, uh, you know, my stupid little fucking uh, tricks there. Little somersault here, little punchline there. Dude, I would absolutely love to go over there. Um, I, uh, you know, obviously huge fan of the food, huge fan of the fucking architecture and everything that I've seen over there, both the old and the new. That whole thing where you fucking beat all those dolphins to death. I don't know about that shit, but I'm sure you're not doing it. Whatever, look at that. Already, we got some comedy there. I don't know shit about your country. There, I said it. But I want to go. I've never been to Asia. 
I'd love to go over there. I'd love to go to Japan, see the Great Wall and all of that shit. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know that that's in China. All right? Let's not get crazy. I do. This is what I know about Asia, okay? As far as I know, the Japanese are basically the white people of Asia in that they feel that they are the most superior. And over the course of the centuries, they have tried to uh, impose their will on the other people around them. Is that true? Why would, you, why would I say this about the country that wants me to go there? Because I'm a fucking moron. Then you got Korea. You got North Korea, you got South Korea. North Korea has that, uh, one of the rarest things you'll ever see in the world, which is an out of shape Asian guy running their country. Okay? The North Koreans. So all the North Korean people are starving and this guy is walking around as basically a fat-faced tub of shit. This is what kills me about this guy. Okay, if you're going to be a dictator, you know, you got to feed you. If you want it to last, I guess his dad was able to starve everybody. Dude, if I was a dictator, I would be such a good shit, no one would try to take me over, you know? I wouldn't be out there raping and pillaging. I, I would run it nice. It would be all my fucking rules, but I would be a nice guy about it. When people go, you know, we're kind of getting sick of that. I'd be like, you know, I can see that. I can see that. Not because I really see it, just because I don't want you guys to eventually come and make an attempt on my life. So, you know, what What would you like? See, I don't have the backbone to be a dictator. And then you got China. You got a zillion fucking people, which isn't that kind of Japan's fault because we they kept invading them. So then they were like, we're going to have so many fucking people that no matter, no matter how many of us you kill, there's going to be another wave coming over. And now look at them. Goddamn air over there is like brown. What else do I know? Do I know anything positive? <clears throat> do I know anything positive? Yeah, I know something positive. Uh, all the martial arts come from there. You got yoga came up from fucking India. Uh, and I know you guys had a wonderful life until the English got there and fucked everything up. Which is pretty much, you know what, that's the default answer around the world. Yeah, everything was going great. And then the English people came there and said, all right, these people here are a little bit better than those people there, a little bit better than those people there. We're running shit and go fuck yourself, settle in for the next hundred years. And uh, then you'll force us out. Then we're going to leave and you guys can continue fighting this fight that we created that never really existed because you're really all the same people who should love one another and get along. Right. Anyways, Beatles album, Bill. Dear Billy 100.7 FM, a buddy of mine recently got in an argument over which has, which has Beatles album. Do you guys even reread what the fuck he wrote? A buddy of mine recently got in an argument over which Beatles album is probably your favorite. Real in intellectual stuff going on over here. He's making fun of himself. Uh, I'm, saying, I'm saying it's Let It Be or the White Album. He's, he says it's uh, Rubber Soul. Um, oh, come on, man. How do you pick a favorite Beatles album? I mean, I definitely like their shit after, uh, you know, they they weren't clean cut, just singing like, you know, we're shaking up baby now. I hate that shit. She loves you, yeah, yeah. Hate that shit. But when they grew out their hair and started doing drugs, I love all of that shit. Um, but it's been so long since I've listened to them. I, I, I'll have to get back to you on that one. What's amazing about Beatles music is they, uh, is the shit that they talk about. It's still fucking timeless. What's that one song? I'm looking through you. Where did you go? 
I thought I knew you. What did I know? You don't look different, but things have changed. I'm looking through you. You're not the same, right? That's just classic when you're in a fucking relationship when you're young. And you think you're really into this person. And just one day, the way they answer the phone, hi, they just do something. You just like, ugh. And you're just like, this isn't, you think they changed. It's just, you're just learning more about the person. And you're realizing like, ah, this isn't, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Kind of like my house. <laughs> so I like that one. I also like, obviously like the White Album. I like I love Let It Be. I mean, Sergeant Pepper, man, come on. And then you got Revolver. I like all of those. You know, you know what's funny is it's been so long since those albums come out that there's a lot of young people that think the Beatles actually aren't they're overrated or they stink. And um, that that's just because all that fucking music has come out since then. It's completely ripped them off. It's kind of like the Richard Pryor thing where how fucking brilliant he was. And then after like the fifth or sixth season of Def Jam comedy, where everybody was doing those white people do this, black people do that shit. And it was just, it turned in from Richard Pryor's specific white guy that he was doing to just that generic, oh, I gotta go do my taxes. It, it just um, kind of took away some of the shit that he was doing. The only way to try to, because there's no way to go back in time. The only way to try to like, Get yourself in that headspace. Look at like a top 20, top 100 and see what else was in the top 10 and listen to that shit versus the Beatles album. Um, I guess that's the closest thing I would say. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Anyways. All right, Bill, I'm a female and I love your comedy. Oh, my God. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. Well, I'm going to be cliche and start by telling you what a huge fan I am. Ah, yeah, but, but thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I have so many female friends that the, are, they are the epitome of what you say about them. No day off for their man or constantly want to fix or change them. I've always been pretty mellow, and from what my husband says, I am a dude trapped in a girl's body. I'm sure he might be exaggerating a bit, but it makes me smile to know he thinks that I'm cool. Oh, yeah, that's one of the best compliments you can get. If a guy, if your your boyfriend or husband or whatever thinks you're cool, um, and I know I'm not trying to be a fucking sexist cunt here, like oh you should be, oh wow, oh I'm, I'm so flattered that you fucking gave me that compliment. All right, don't get your tits in an uproar here. I'm just saying if 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 the guy in your life actually if you're fun to hang out with, that's a very rare thing because usually we're trying to get away from you. Um, anyways, she says I'm rambling. Now you know for now you know for sure I'm a woman. Uh, she goes, I spoke, I saw this quote from a movie and wanted to share it with you. Uh, do not try to change him. That's why so many marriages fail. Before he removes the wedding veil, the wife starts to change the husband's happiness, his thoughts, his friends. And when she's brainwashed him and remothered him completely, she wonders what happened to the man that fascinated her, the one she fell in love with. Just a thought, uh, just thought you would enjoy that. And hopefully one of these days we'll be able to see you live. You are on our bucket list. Joking. Uh, thanks for your time. Faithful fan. Note, these two emails deal with the same situation. Might want to read both together and give one answer. Oh, that's from uh, my guy here. All right. Well, I'll read them both together then. How to change gears with a lady. Hey, Bill, I've been away from home for nine months. And whenever I get a little blue, missing friends and family from back home, 
I just toss in your part. Oh, God, enough with the compliments. No one, I appreciate them, but uh, people just want to hear the question here. I was hoping you could give me some advice. I'm living in a little house in Indonesia with a lady who I've been best friends with for six years. We're staying here for the next month. I hadn't seen this girl in over a year before we met up a few days ago. Problem is, in the last couple of days, I've totally fallen for her. Oh, Jesus. I'm not sure why I never felt this way about her until now. Probably because you're in fucking Indonesia. You know? That's probably probably in the middle of fucking nowhere, and this is your only option. You're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Um, We've always made each other laugh and always loved the same things, but we never... Oh, my God. What am I going to do here? I'm just going to let it ring. Who answers their home phone anymore? Hi, my name's Bert Lunderquist, and I'm running for fucking state cunt, whatever the fuck it is. We've always made each other laugh and always loved the same things, but we never, we just never went the bo- uh, beyond a friendship. Now I'm really jealous when I see her around other guys. So here's my big idea. I was thinking about asking her out on a date. <sighs> Why don't I have the default ringer at like two rings? Because I never do anything to make my life easy. One more. And that should be it. Dude, I fucked. Ah, you cunt. All right. Anyway, he goes, I know it's weird because we're sharing a house. And we know each other so well. But I thought it would be better to just say do you want to go on a date with me and then offer to take her out for dinner? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> and to see a band. Oh my God. Who is on the other end that isn't hanging up yet? I'm going to pick that up and it's going to go seven days. I'm not picking up. Ah. <sighs> All right. We know each other so well, but I thought it would be better to just say, do you want to go on a date with me and then offer to take her out for dinner and to see a band like a what if this was someone I just met rather than make some heavy confession about my feelings. That way, it's more of a fun thing. We could try. We could try rather. That's more of a fun thing we could try rather than some big, serious decision she has to make. I thought if she was a bit reluctant, I might try saying that our friendship is strong enough to survive one bad date. Dude, I think you're killing it right now. I would have never thought to do that. I would have been like, tell her how you feel. No, fuck that. I like what you're doing. I like it way better. So am I a moron for thinking this? Absolutely not. Is this just going to make our month together in, uh, in this place awkward and potentially ruin the trip? Should I just keep my mouth shut and try to enjoy the fact that this amazing woman is my friend? Thanks in advance, Bill. You're one of a kind. I know that I'm trying to ask. Listen, I think you should do exactly what you want to do. Who knows? Maybe these feelings are real. Maybe they're not. And, you know, you wouldn't be a man if you didn't ruin a friendship with your dick. You know, everybody does it. Everybody does it. Now, I don't know how that tied into the one above here, but uh, I think you're killing it. But as far as that quote that that woman said, um, yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. But I also think guys do the same thing. Guys do the same. You know what? You know what also happens? I think in a relationship, is you get so comfortable, if you forget to keep yourself looking good around each other. You know what I mean? Is there anything fucking worse than when you're in a relationship and your 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 girlfriend is just comfortable coming out, just dressed like shit, 
And I'm not saying that she always has to get fucking dolled up. But, you know, it's the end of the night. We're going to go watch uh, watch a fucking movie, you know? How long does it take to put on some fucking cute little pajama, fucking half little hoary halter top kind of thing? You can't do that. It takes two seconds. Put your hair in a fucking ponytail. Bing, bang, boom. You come out. You make me feel like, oh, yeah, all right. You know, I made a good choice here. You know, you come out and you're fucking, ah, you know, in that goddamn fat suit, whatever the fuck, you know, that sweatpants and hoodie. Toes all fucked up. I mean, I, yeah, I just, it's just, you know, it's, it's awful. And then the same thing goes for the guys. You know what I mean? All of a sudden you get a woman, you start eating fucking mozzarella sticks and all that shit. You're coming out there with your wife beater and your man tits hanging out the fucking side like John Bonham towards the end of his career. That awful fucking picture when he's sitting down. This is, this, this is a critical thing. When you're fat standing up to, all right, the last thing you need to do is fucking sit down with a wife beater on because then it's just, it's just the rolls. So they don't want to see that either. That's the thing as a guy, man. You got, you got, you know, keep yourself in good shape. Shower and all that type of shit. Just try to keep doing that throughout the fucking relationship. Coming out all fucking scruffy and bleary-eyed, you know, working on a pair of man tits. Nah, women don't want to look at that. Same way we don't want to look at them looking all fucked up. So there you go. Don't take the person you're with for granted. All right, look at me, just telling everybody what the fuck to do. All right, last one I got to do, and then I got to, I got to go to work. All right, hey, contraceptive pill, Bill. I'm coming to the end of my high school life with just a few weeks to go and there's one girl i've been waiting to ask out for a while well don't wait any longer uh she's hot smart funny witty you fucking get it but she's in a different social group to me and i just know how i i just don't know how i should go about asking her out since we spent most of the past two years taking the same classes yet i've barely talked to her how would you go about talking to this girl that you have spent a lot of time around uh around you uh you both know each other, but you kept clear of. I feel like if I don't make a move, I'll regret not doing it for the rest of my life since she seems like she would be an ideal girlfriend. A response would be great. Love the podcast. Go fuck yourself and get your alabaster ass down to Australia soon, please. All right, dude. Uh, what we should do, you should just go fucking ask her out. Because here's the thing. Nothing bad will come of that. Okay? You won't have regret. You'll fucking get over a fear which will help you further down the line. And even if this woman says no now, who knows? Four or five years later, you run into her and she remembered that you liked her. You already broke down that fucking door. You might bang her or go out with her and fall in love with her after your 50-year fucking high school reunion. So this is what you do. This is what I wish I did. This is what you do right here. Fucking if she, ask her out. She says no. Just ask a bunch of them out. Get, you know, fucking lay the groundwork. You're like a salesman. You're making pussy cold calls here right now for the rest of your high school career. And then you hit every fucking reunion. And you show up with a goddamn fuck, you some sunglasses and a fucking white scarf wrapped around your fucking neck like a hero. And I'm telling you, you'll be fucking pulling pussy out of there like, uh, like those fucking Japanese guys clubbing those fucking dolphins to death. It's a bad reference, but you know what I mean. That's what you should do. You should absolutely 100% ask her out or whatever. Just come walking up to her. Hey, how you doing? She knows your fucking name. She'll say hello back. 
and just say, listen, you know, I've uh, kind of been staring at your tits the last couple. You know, don't say that. Whatever. Just fucking just ask her out. Just fucking ask her out. Nothing bad will come. She even even if she says no, she might say to her friends, you can believe who asked me out. So and so asked you out. And one of them's going to respect it and be like, ah, I didn't know he had that in him. Maybe one of them gets a little insecure. What? He doesn't like my rack and fucking hoo-ha. And next thing you know, you got that coming down the pike. Okay? You got to get on the phone. You got to make your calls in the morning or you don't get any sales at night. All right? That's the fucking (laughs) podcast. That's the podcast for this week, everybody. Go fuck yourselves. Um, My prediction for the Patriots Jets. uh, If it's at the Patriots, I say we win. If it's at the Jets, um, I don't know. But I think it's going to be a close game, despite the fact that the Jets allegedly suck and all of this shit. This is the classic game where gamblers fall into just looking at the numbers and looking at the records and all of that shit. And what you have to understand is every week, what blows up your parlay? There's always that game where something happened. It makes no fucking sense. All right? The old chaos theory, like Jurassic fucking Park there. I, I, the Jets always play as tough. If we go in there and we kick the shit out of them, then they truly are a tough fucking team. Um, I don't know. I, do, I, don't, I don't have faith in the, the Patriots. I just feel like Tom Brady's been on his back the whole – even yesterday. I mean, that guy was on his fucking back more than I've seen. He's been on his back more this fucking season than I've seen in his goddamn career. I still think we're working that out, and Ridley went down, and Mayo went down, and I don't think, obviously, they're going to be back for the Thursday game. I haven't looked at the sports page yet to see how bad it is. So uh, that's a huge blow to our defense and our running game. So uh, we got a lot closer to the fucking Jets. All right? Take that with a grain of salt because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's the podcast. Go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you next week. Toyota, you know, we all agree that reducing emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, yet they make up less than 10% of all new vehicles today. That's because right now they cost more. They're too expensive, just like all new technology. Consumers worry about range and whether or not they'll be able to find a charging station. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture the batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision of a carbon neutral future. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV electric vehicle could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, hey, let's go places.